Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. My name is Joe Miller, and I am one of the hosts of the Hump Day Hotline. It's Hump Day, Jay Spence. Hey, Hump Day. You got to extend that intro, man. Like, I was over here vibing to it, and it goes right into the... I'm like, man, it's time. It's time. I'm not sure what to do. So the network we used to be on, I used to be allowed to, like, rip down some of that NFL footage and throw it in there, and this network likes to play by the rules and not do that kind of stuff. I think I've got to work around. They, they just don't want us to get flagged, right? That's what it comes right. down to. They're like, yeah. just don't, just please don't get flagged. Well, I got um, flagged. So it I means for good reason <laughs> that they don't, that they play by the rules. Last week when, for uh, the chop up, Sterling shared some, um, just some clips of Tua and all that right. stuff. Like literally two clips. It was like maybe 40 seconds. Right. Bruce woke up. He was like, hey, hey, we got to talk. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> this is Jay Spence. Get slapped on a wrist. Like, oh, darn it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> so, everybody, you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline, whether you are li- uh, watching us live right now or listening to us in podcast form. Welcome. Again, this is the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network, brought to you by the Market Dominator. And who is the Market Dominator? Well, the Market Dominator is mine and Jay Spence now, our very good friend, because you've officially met John Spazja. And actually twice. got to spend some we're twice. I got to spend some quality time with him. Very generous individual. Uh, those that were with us, he basically picked up the tab for everything. The two nights we were together, which was incredible. Uh, but uh, John Spascheck, like I said, is our very good friend. He is a real estate broker with Keller Williams. And just in case you're wondering, Keller Williams is the largest real estate brokerage in the entire world. John is consistently in the top, I would say, one or two brokers in Erie County. He can also help you no matter where you are in the in, in the country, rather. So if you're moving from Buffalo to Arizona and you're looking to buy a house, or if you're moving from Arizona to Buffalo, you want to call John. Uh, he opens doors through exceptional client care and education. He not only helps you sell your home for top dollar, but he leads you through the entire transition of selling and buying your home as a life transi- transition specialist. Man, should. A little tongue-tied. If you're looking, if you're in the market to buy a house or sell a house, uh, please give John a call, 716-570-3298. It's right down there below me, 716-570-3298. That is John. John is Bill's Mafia, and John will answer his phone. You were doing some some tongue twisters there, man. Right. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a good woodchuck could chuck wood? What's apparently, up, hey, apparently, Jamie. Apparently, oh, here we go. Apparently a lot. Apparently uh, a woodchuck would chuck a ton of wood, right? And hi, Mom. Mom says hi. Hi, Mom. Uh, oh, are, is mom and Jamie together? Like, what is going on there? So mom lives in Tennessee. Jamie lives in Ohio still. So I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Just, just, hi. So hi, mom. <laughs> went down the wrong, wrong pipe. So there's not a lot to talk about, is there? Like b- between Man, last week's game and this week's game, is there? It, there's like nothing, right? There's really, I mean, it's, it's almost like the off season. It's kind of quiet. Like nobody's fighting, right? Well, I, I think there's there's enough to talk about in the sense of, um, the fan base is nervous, even though we won, which is kind of weird. We won convincingly. Like we Speaking won. Yo, of, of the, the market, market dominator dominated. in the building. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, uh, you know, we won convincingly, thirty-five to nothing in Miami. Yep, yep, yep. And you know, but fans are still nervous about Josh Allen and and kind of where he is because he doesn't look like the MVP runner-up that we saw last year. Um, fans are a little nervous about the offensive line fans are a little bit there's things there's reason to have concerns so i think you know we're gonna have a great show man i'm looking forward to it talk me through your emotions watching that football game not start to finish i don't need every detail Mm -hmm. but just a high brief summary of where did that game have you if you can wreck if you can recall not like 
it's over. And not only is it over, that defense was lights out and we won 35 to nothing. And this was great. Like, talk to me real quick if you can. Just give me, and then I'll give you briefly mine. Emotions. Well, so for me, it was, um, so at first, obviously, the defense from the early parts of the game was showing up. Like, obviously, they got to two up early. And then, you know, I think the second hit or the third hit is when he got injured and went out the game. Right. And then they they were consistent like that with, with uh, Jacoby Brissett. So, right. like, from the beginning of the game, my excitement level came because all offseason and all last season, I, I know you remember specifically, but I've been looking like, yo, I need to see what this defensive line is going to look like. Yeah. Like, we missed our, we need to stop the run, we need to do this. So, for the second week in a row, we were able to contain the run game. They've only given up. 16 points on offense through two games um they are constantly getting pressure on the quarterback so for me it was just like okay this is perfect like right. so i for me it was excitement but then you know the things that i'm seeing on twitter and the things that i'm seeing elsewhere i agree there's reason for concern i i, I am a little nervous about josh not in the sense of you know, I don't think that he's regressed. I don't think that it's like, oh, he's bad again and we're going to get sugar high Josh or, you know, I, I don't think that. But the thing that I'm concerned about when it comes to Josh is that I think um, the interviews is kind of what concerned me. Like, and I know you asked me about the game specifically, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it almost it after the game, it was almost like some finger pointing that I just wasn't. And maybe I'm looking at this wrong. But for a secondary, he's like, well, you know, they installed some plays that we weren't comfortable with last Sunday. minute that, that we kind of got to, you know, so he's yeah. like, he's saying like, you know, look, I'm trying. It ain't my fault in a way. It was one of those vibes that I got. Yeah, and a then, little bit. And then Dayball comes out and he's like, no, the offense knows everything that we put in there for the game. And, you know, it wasn't anything that he didn't know. Well, there's and also the so, contradiction of uh, w w that we talked about at, at uh, O'Neill's, which was if I don't like the play, we don't run it. And then it turned into. Absolutely. Some some people have no say. I have some say, but even still, I don't have much say. And it's like, wait, like that's different than three weeks ago or right. two weeks ago, right? So you know, it's like, so yeah. So when you look at that, that's where my concern is. It's not in the fact that he is overthrowing guys because you know he did it first week and now he's done it again. I'm not worried about him about that. He's going to correct that. Like, yeah, yeah, you could tell. If to me, it feels like it's the, it's the early part of the season. Now we're the hunted instead of the hunters. Sure. So there's a different pressure that he comes out to, um, you know, for the game. So that's the only thing. I, but, but dude, I'm excited. I'm yeah. super excited about the team. And you know, I'm a big Zach Moss guy. Yeah. Um, first of all, you know, prayers to him and his family regarding his loss of his grandmother. And um. It's aunt. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, so but but prayers out to his family and, and, you know, definitely keeping him in my prayers. But he came out and, yeah, he dropped the ball. He put it on the ground, but then he turned around and gave us two touchdowns. And he was a big part of the reason why we won. I mean, I, even without those two touchdowns, we would have still won. Uh, those, nothing, both, those, both those touchdowns were effort touchdowns. Big time. They were effort 100 touchdowns. Um, yep. And I, I want to get back. Remind me because I want to get back to his quote. Uh, from the post-game press conference. But for me, so for everybody, first of all, it, you're watching the Hump Day Hotline. Hump that like button, as, as we like to say here. Uh, jump on the like button. If you've not yet subscribed, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so you get notifications. We're pumping out all kinds of fantastic, great content between this show, my overreaction show, the Code of Conduct show, our pregame shows, the Chop Up, Time to Shine, uh, Bruce Nolan and Nate Geary show. There's just a lot going on. The Off Tackle with John Fina show. Like we're we're bringing you solid content. So please join us, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
we're talking about Josh Allen and the narrative right now that's out there between Facebook. It is on Facebook as well, as well as Twitter, that Josh Allen is somehow, quote unquote, regressing or has regressed. The game for me was weird. 14 nothing, And I didn't get to catch it live. I was driving. I've got Sunday ticket. I've got game pass. I'm a season ticket holder, all these things. And I could not get the game on my phone. And I was about to literally reach through the phone and kill somebody. I, I literally had to pay for red zone on my phone, which I'm, I just told you I'm a game pass member because I'm a season ticket holder and I have direct TV and I still paid $34 on my phone. And it, it turned on just as Josh Allen threw that touchdown to Stefan Diggs. So that was the first thing I saw from the game. Didn't I couldn't even hear it because I was in Columbus, Ohio. Then I got to the hotel room, was able to use my direct TV to pull it up on my laptop, watched a little bit through the first half. That game was 14, nothing and literally felt to me like it was a defensive battle. And I'm like, what yeah. is going on in this football game? Like, this is really, really weird. It just, and Josh Allen wasn't sharp. We'll use the word sharp. He just wasn't. Oh. Go ahead. Well, no, because you're, you're right first about the defensive effort. Like it, because, you know, they, they almost scored or, or in the second quarter there. Yeah. So really it could have been, you know, instead of it being 14, nothing, it very easily could have been at the very least 14, three, if they right. decided to kick a field goal instead of go for it. Um, right. So, so yeah, no, the, the game at the half to me felt closer than it was just because it, it just really felt like, cause like you said, Josh was struggling too. Yeah. So it just, right. it just didn't, it just didn't feel like the typical, Oh, Josh is the daddy down here type of day. So I've got last year's experience of Josh Allen, who he looks nothing like in the first game and the second game so far. He's got a couple throws in there that look like old Josh Allen. However, and, and stay with me, everybody. I'm not I'm not going to be negative, so don't get the wrong idea. I'm just giving you my feelings. I've got the PTSD of the 2020 defense that couldn't, in the first eight games, hold water in a bag, right? I mean, they couldn't hold anybody. Any, and it happened again last week. So I'm literally, I'm at the point before the kickoff of the second half, I'm like, the Bills went into halftime last week 10 nothing and lost they're going into halftime this week 14 nothing and can't get anything going offensively are they going to do it like are they going to do it again like is it going to happen again luckily the bills came out on offense found rhythm marched right down the field and everything was great 35 nothing later and i'm not worried about josh allen at that point like literally for me i was elated about the defense two weeks in a row this defense has shown up they look i mean the pressure they're getting epinesa everything they're doing looks stupid and incredible and i love it and all that stuff, but the defense has me in a position where I'm not worried about Josh Allen, and I think the reason is, I will admit this, Josh Allen, I've said it five times already, doesn't look right. He doesn't look right. He's got some brilliant Josh Allen throws in there, but there's a lot of stuff where it's like, what was that? Right? Like, what Like what has been what has been decided as his worst throw of the day, the pass to the left side, heading to the to the right i don't remember exactly who he was throwing to and it just missed him completely met like landed out of bounds there was a lot of that stuff here's the what i have discovered through the last couple of days because i have a tweet on twitter right now that has blown up I've got like six or seven hundred likes about things i'm worried about josh allen being 50 i'm more worried about covid ending the season right now than i'm about josh allen regressing it seems to me that people are misunderstanding the word regressing is josh allen off yes is he not right yes has he regressed? Regressed is a big word. Regret, regressed is a, a final word. Like regressed means I'm no longer the guy I used to be and won't be again. Regressed is a huge, heavy word. And it seems like the people that are most upset about it are the people that are hurt that Josh Allen was potentially an MVP candidate. Yeah. Well, I don't think this is what the, uh, an MVP candidate should be looking like. 
or an MVP, an MVP quarterback. That's what a lot of them were. I don't think this is what an MVP quarterback should look like. Well, first of all, Josh Allen's not an MVP quarterback. He's never won the MVP. One guy I had to back down because he's like, I watch football and I know about this stuff and MVP quarterbacks win Super Bowls. I was like, well, first of all, it is not one-to-one. You win the MVP and you win the Super Bowl. Like, not even close to one-to-one, like at all. So it seems like more people are upset that he's not looking like an MVP quarterback. Therefore, he has, quote-unquote, regressed. Don Keith says, but what got into his head between the last preseason and his first game? We don't know. Something in his mechanics is off. This is where I'm leading all of you, and I want your input after this, Jay Spence. What do we know about Josh Allen? Josh Allen is the guy that is running to his left and is throwing inaccurate passes and throwing errant passes, and it's obvious and a problem. Works on it for a week. The next week he comes out, runs to his left, gets his hips right, and then starts drilling people in the chest with the football. He's the guy that can fix his mechanics whenever he wants, which is why I'm not worried about Josh Allen. If Josh Allen looked like this right now and the defense looked like 2020 Bill's defense, I'd be scared crapless. I would be really concerned. But that defense playing the way that it is is going to give Josh Allen the opportunity to work out the bugs and iron this crap out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The the thing for me, though, and I guess I just see it differently, and maybe I'm just way more positive um, in my views on who Josh is and where he is in, in his career. I feel like we literally played a top five, maybe top three defense in week one with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that I don't know exactly where I'm going to say Miami's defense is going to fall because our offense statistically score wise, we put a hurting on them. So it's going to hurt where their rankings are. (laughs) But when you look at but if you watch the game, though, it was like you said, it was a defensive game. It wasn't like Josh went out there and threw for 400 yards. He had 179 yards passing. So their defense also is a very good defense. And, you know, with that being said, I just I think that we have to pump the brakes and we have to give credit when it's due i know we don't like miami i know for whatever reasons you know some of us don't like pittsburgh fans and whatnot but look they're two very good defenses and Mm -hmm. both teams regardless if you like the guys or not both teams are very well coached oh yeah so i just tend to give the credit to the pittsburgh steelers defense in week one and even again we won 35 nothing but i still give the defense from the miami dolphins some credit because they did things that obviously made Josh uncomfortable. Yeah. Obviously. For and sure. that's not going to happen every week. You're not going to have uh Xavier Howard on the field Byron guarding Jones. one of your best Byron Jones in the week one. You're not going to have TJ Watt and uh Melvin Ingram. So it's going to be different. Now yep. this Sunday coming up, we we are facing mm. another tough, mm. you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like this comment. I've seen it a lot from Jessica Tennis. Jessica, thank you for being a part of the show and contributing. And by the way, everybody, we are Super Chat Live. So if you want to get our attention, the best thing you can do is Super Chat us over on YouTube. So if you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, jump over to YouTube. In my shout opinion, he's thinking. And yeah, shout out to Jessica. In my opinion, he's thinking instead of playing. I disagree. The, the problem is, is the only player on the football field out of all 22 that has to think is the quarterback. The quarterback is not a, re, a, a react, read and react or instinctive player. 90% of the time, most of the time he is literally comes up to the line, right? I mean, he's the guy that has to dissect the defense, has to figure yeah. out who's going to be open pre-read, pre-snap, change the play if necessary. And then he's the guy that's one, two, three, four going through his progressions. He is required to think it's a little more. And this has been talked about a lot too, golfy. And I know you play golf. It's a little more golfy for me. 
he's got some mechanic issues. And I did go back and watch some of his footwork, where his hands were, some other stuff like that. He is definitely he his his mechanics, his framework is not the same as it was. And I think he even inferred it, alluded to it, maybe even said it today in his press press conference that in practice I'm fine. My accuracy is there. And that's what happens. What do we we're all aces on the driving range? All of us go to the driving range and we're like putting it within five yards of the pin every single time. Like doink, 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 whatever pin it is, it's 120 yards, 140 yards, 180 yards. I'm just dropping them all over the pins. As soon as they get on the golf course, slice, pull, like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> top the ball and it like turtle dips it or something like it's just the difference. And for some reason, right now, to say that it's in his head, I agree. However, I don't think it's a thinking issue. I think there's just, it could be a confidence issue. I'm willing to go there. What do you See, think? I'm still, I'm still just disagreeing. And, um, you know, I think, again, we got to give credit where it's due. I've seen Josh, obviously, he's missed some throws. Uh, first of all, shout out to my guy, Brian. He's always Brian. in here. Shout out to Brian, man. But he says, we faced tough defenses last year, and Josh lit him up. He's plain and simply missing throws that he made all last year. I mean, you can you can say it that way, and I agree. He's missing some throws that we're now accustomed to him making. But the thing is, just because we faced top 10 defenses last year does not mean that it's going to roll over and be the exact same this year. There's film out on what the team tried to do last year. So defenses mm-hmm. are playing Josh differently. It's not just that we played top 10 defenses. Now we're playing top 10 defenses that know how Josh Allen typically likes to run these plays. Yes. They were playing defenses that knows how Brian Dayball likes to run whatever. And, you know, so there's very specific, there is, it's just a difference this year. He's not facing um, defenses that are kind of Josh is just tight trying to be perfect. I agree there. I think, you, I think you played um, sports, I played sports yeah. when you're tight, it's a problem. Yeah. And you over, and that's the overthinking part. It's like, right. oh man, I messed up. So now you you put more pressure. So I just think it comes down to to the pressure of being the hunted. Like I said earlier, he we were the hunters, and we had that underdog mentality. Now AFC Conference Championship game, you know, and now during the offseason, everybody's picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl or picking Josh to win MVP. They're saying that Coach McDermott is going to be Coach of the Year. Like this never happens for us, right? And so. At, at this point, I just think now there's a certain type of pressure that Josh and the rest of the team isn't used to, but it's really showing on Josh because it's all falling on his shoulders. When you, he's the face of the franchise, regardless of how handsome Stefan Diggs is, regardless of how you know whoever, how charismatic Trey White is, Josh is the face of the franchise. So the pressure falls on him. This is perfect. Read it. Uh, my my, how do you say the name? Payton. Payton. Payton plays. Payton plays. Payton plays. My therapist take, he went from the guy no one wanted to the guy in basically nine months. He's developing new mental skills to manage expectations. He said it better than I was trying That's to explain exactly it. exactly what thank you me. were just saying. Yeah. No, it's a perfect <laughs> comment, man. And I didn't even see that. So thank you for th- – first, thank you for the super chat. But, yeah, no, 100%. You got to understand, like, this is a different year. And everybody just had the expectation that, hey, okay, we're going to pick up where we left off last year and just do it. Okay, well, luckily, we're one and one instead of 0-2. Uh, but no, it's just not as simple as picking it up and putting it right back down. Yeah, it looks yeah, like it because yeah. we saw Tom Brady do it for 17, 18 years out here. And we saw not, now we're seeing Patrick Mahomes do it for what, five, five, six years now. It's it's not that easy. It's not it's that easy. Way. And Josh is figuring it out. Once he figures it out, look, we got this guy for the next eight years, at least. He's going to figure it out. And once he figures out how to be the top guy, how he when he figures out how to be the guy that everybody wants to get a shot on, 
he's he's gonna get it and then we're gonna be cruising but just give him yeah. some time he's jackson jackson he says defenses went from stopping Diggs and beasley to stopping josh at all costs and that's true you talk about being the hunted versus the hunter before last season 1918 teams are probably game planning looking at film whatever what do we want to do to stop them and this kid and what are we worried about the defense in 19 is really good so we're probably focusing on the offense and yada yada to basically now they're watching what other teams have done to beat josh allen which is totally mm -hmm. different to your point and and i didn't want to when it comes to josh i didn't want to believe or think that the money was going to make a difference or the MVP chat, you know, banter chat was going to make a difference, but it does seem very much like he played last year. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to throw the football all over the football field and you try to stop me. And now it seems a little more, wow, there's like serious expectations on me. And if I don't throw this ball, right. It's, and that changes everything. Right. When, well, well, let me ask you this, how, how much, and not, this is not me being like, you know the the film guy but how much of the game did you go back to watch when, and actually look at the routes like did you see how much separation that these guys are really getting now there's plays that he's missed i'm so again i'm not saying josh is infallible here so this, so um, yes the problem that i have with some of them and it wasn't all of them with a number of them is they weren't the best decisions right now i don't care it was it was blown up on a local radio station about the pass that he made to stefan diggs and oh my god he underthrew the ball by 10 yards and everybody had to stop and if it wasn't for diggs out jumping xavian howard then like that ball probably would have been intercepted and that's a horrible pass josh Allen threw a similar pass last year that diggs it was like the defining i think it was against the dolphins it was the defining play about diggs when we were like that's what a number one wide receiver looks like. Like it was the Raiders, but it wasn't yeah, the Raiders. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it was but it was a very similar, like off pass that Diggs went up and got and took away from two guys, and all of us, all of us were like cheering and freaking out. It wasn't a Josh Allen sucks moment. It was like, yes, that's what you do. That's why you're here. And Diggs did it again, and he knew it. He laid on the ground laughing at Xavier Howard the whole time. Like to me. That was a great pass. G Seals, thank you for the super chat. Thank you for being a part of the show. Josh will need a few more games to get back to being himself. I don't think it's going to take a few games. I think there's some, I think it's some root fundamental stuff, whether it's eating the burger. We heard that a lot last year because he said it and Jordan Palmer said it. So I'm not sure his, his, his top, his left hand is right. I think a lot of it's about his feet. I, I just, honest to God, again, I'm trying to be as, unbiased about things as possible and i know i love josh in a special way so it's tough yeah. for me sometimes but honestly i just I, I just give credit to the steelers defense and even last week we blew them out we beat them 35 nothing i just give credit to miami's defense but it, when we played yeah. when we played the steelers last year look at josh's stats right last year right. he struggled yeah we played top 10 defense he struggled but it's but, but it's about the word regression this is this is no not, yeah no this is I threw not that out. yeah this is not regression yeah. Is he struggling a little bit? Yes. But when he finds that mojo, when he finds yeah. it, when he gets it again, look the freak out. Yeah. You just take that word regression, put it in the box, lock it up, throw it in the ocean. They're just right. going to throw that out. Yeah. Talk to me. There's week eight. No, no talk, to, talk to me around week eight, right? I mean, the Bills could have a winning record. And if Josh Allen, you know, has five passing touchdowns by week eight and like, you know, subpar rushing numbers and his completion percentage is 50%, then we're probably having a different conversation. But right yeah. now, not so much. I'm just not there. Your man Chris Janky is a little upset with us, man. He said, damn, 20 minutes about Josh, man. Can we talk about this defense? And you know what? We're about I kind of want to talk about the defense. 
because you know why I want to talk about the defense. But we'll 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 ride where you at first. Let's go. Let's go where you at. Chris Janke ain't worried about Josh Allen either. No, yeah, nobody's worried about Josh. It's well, that it's ain't true. That, People you know, are worried. Well, no, but that's what I mean. Like nobody, nobody should be worried about Josh. Right, right, right. So get, kick us off because this defense was impressive, absolutely you know impressive. What? The first thing I'm going to say before I get on my Tremaine campaign, like I always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was completely wrong about Greg Rousseau. I, and this, I, I've said it multiple times. I've apologized publicly I for not being oh. excited. But I was wrong about Greg Rousseau. I was a trillion percent wrong. Uh, I'm right there with you. I was probably more in the wait and see category, but you're right. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. So there was a great deal of... Uh, I don't know, like, what are we doing, right? I mean, it was, I mean, the, the running backs we wanted were gone. So there was, there was, there was nothing we could really do in that situation. But when, when the Greg Rousseau, I remember where I was. I remember how I felt when it's like, really? That's the guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, we have a desperate need at CB2. Like, we, we have problems. And what's funny about it is as much as he looks the way that he looks, and I just pulled up the the A.J. Epinesa film that Christopher Trapasso did on Twitter that I showed John Fina on Monday night, you almost wonder if they probably should have gone CB2 with the freaking way that A.J. Epinesa is coming out of his skin. Who is this kid? Like, A.J. Epinesa, if he keeps this up, is taking a Josh Allen 2020 leap in his second year where Josh did it in his third year. AJ Epinesa, man, I'm going to just tell you, the guy he's a, looks... He's a mudda mudda. He's a whole different player than we saw. You a remember that, right? Different... Freaking, freaking... Uh... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I'm so impressed with, with... First of all, he's just a different player. He's so show, explosive. You ready? He's I'm so gonna... fast. He's so strong. You ready? I'm going to show the film. So here's the film. I told told you this guy, AJ Epinesa, was in for a huge second season and he was awesome against the Dolphins. Look at how he ducks under the right tackle and then flattens to Tua Tungavailoa on the hit that ultimately knocked him out of the game. Here, he bull rushes the right guard, leads to an interception. Nice. After that, the Bills moved him to the other side of the line. Both sides. Dominated former first round pick Austin Jackson. Two bull rushes in a row into Jacoby Brissett's lap. And right when Epinesa made it seem like he was purely a power player, crossover to the inside for another pressure and, and a clean up sack for justin zimmer for a icing little more refinement swipe move for his eighth pressure of the game crazy dude who is this kid he's insane but first you're gonna have to edit this you know that right no no, no that was a screenshot no but it was playing chris brown in the background man we got to do better man it didn't get flagged <laughs> it didn't get it didn't get flagged for monday night it didn't get flagged. if i monday get night. two flags in one week man if rumblings <laughs> is gonna fire me you can't do this to me Joe. it didn't get flat it didn't get flagged monday so we good we good fam <laughs> we good you can't do this to me okay okay but no we good Evanessa, man he's he looks different he looks so different and you know it's like Again, I'm apologizing publicly because he was one of the guys to me that was on the chop block. I was like, look, yeah, if we're getting AJ Epinesa that we've been getting, man, we can move on from this dude. <laughs> like we a roster spot is is not, you know, it, this is something valuable. Cut this dude. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's it's affecting everybody. It's affecting Levi Wallace. Like I loved what I saw. You and I have both been critical of Levi Wallace, all pretty much almost all, except for John Fina content creators inside of bills mafia have been critical of levi wallace not 
disparaging but critical. I've talked a lot about the fact that he doesn't attack the pass. He doesn't attack the receiver. He only he waits for the receiver to catch the ball, then tackles him. It's been widely argued that that's probably what the Bills are asking him to do. They're asking him to catch like or tackle the receiver after, like so that he doesn't get down the field, whatever, which he's done. So he's probably just doing his job. That defensive line was getting the pressure. The pressure that they were putting on Jacoby Brissett and Tua was allowing Levi Wallace to play before he got hurt like a guy we've never seen play before. Right. Yeah. It's dude. I'm just, I'm still, like I said, I'm, I'm actually speechless about this defensive line though, just in general. So AJ included just, just across the board. And uh, Oliver is losing his mind. Dude, everybody they're so explode. And then the announcer actually said on the broadcast Sunday, he's like, well, you know, yeah, they're coming out hot like this now. I want to see how they do it after, you know, cause it's humid down here in Miami and we'll see how it is in the third oh. quarter. Dude, it was nonstop. The entire game, it was nonstop. And I'm going to tell you what, it was like that week one. It was like that week one. Yeah. This is our defensive line. And I know Bruce kind of, he got back at me on Twitter when I asked, like, is is this cold front 2.0? Right. And he's like, well, you know, cold front did some historically great things. So let's not, you know, let's pump the brakes there. But in reality, dude, like we're trending towards, if if this is the performance we're going to get from this defense, that's the type of season we're going to have. Yes. 1,000%. 1,000%. Chris Jenke with the super chat. You guys are super, chat- super chatting it up tonight, and Spence and I love it. Chris Jenke, thank you for being a part of the show. As always, Joe, remember you said if this defense can return to its 2019 form, this defense is looking way better than 2019 than the 2019 defense. The NFL should be scared. I also said if the Buffalo Bills can find the 2019 defense and if they can be better, even better, and, and the 2020 offense returns, and we have top five oh. offense and top five defense. You and I did the That's research, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl. It's over. Super it's Bowl. over. Yeah. Chip. I mean, and we're, it's, we're bringing it's the chip just, home. That's it. Book a flight to Buffalo in February. There's going to be a parade. Yeah. And it's and there's nothing that you would be able to, that any team will be able to do about it. If you have a team that can hold, um, for instance, we've I've been literally debating with people because they're like, well, I still need to see more from this defense, bro. They're averaging eight points a game, giving right. up. Like that, that's what they're averaging. And it's two, it's two games. So it's a very small sample size. But when you have a team where you have a stud in Najee Harris at running back, you have, I know we don't particularly care for Juju Smith Schuster, but he's a very talented receiver. They have some other receivers that are very talented and big Ben isn't a slouch. There's a reason why, <laughs> you know, like they're better when, when Ben is in the game, I, our defense held their own and really like they made them look pedestrian. Why don't you go back one more game to the Packers game? They shut the Packers out in the last preseason game. Well, A Rod wasn't in, and you know, yeah, no, but when I, you I look can't. at the structure of that football game, they did the Packers did whatever they wanted between the 20s. And when they got inside the 20s or inside the red zone, the Bills defense shut them down. But here's true, but here's the thing here's the thing to that. I feel like this defense since the season started last year. We all complained about it, especially as content creators. Oh, it's this bend but don't break and yep. like just yep. give up yep. everything yep. in between the twenties. Since the season started, it's a no. I want a four and out, and if it's not four and out, then you're getting out on the second go at. Like they're really trying to shut teams down at the point of attack, and they're not just giving up things. Yep. So yep. look, offenses are going to have to work against this defense. And I know we got some bad press for Trey White, and I know, like you said, I was critical last year, and others were of Levi Wallace. Look. These guys aren't aren't shutting it down like it's not like we got Darrell Revis and Stefan Diggs 
as a tandem out there. But at the same time, look, Trey White, regardless of what PFF says, Trey White is doing his job. There's a reason why they were picking on Levi Wallace that first week because Trey White was doing his job. Yeah. And now second week, Wallace, he stepped up. He yeah. absolutely woke up and stepped up. So look, and y'all know how I feel about my, my, my dog, Tremaine. I'm not even going to get into it real quick. I'm not going to do it. But y'all know how I feel about my dog. How do you feel? <laughs> Dude, I, Tremaine, to me, played well. Matt Milano was the linebacker of that football game. Matt Milano showed out. Matt Milano showed out. But I, I'm just, for the year, I'm just, obviously, you know, I, I'm, I'm giving love I'm to you. Tremaine. But, I'm with you. But he stacked two good games. So, for me... This is this is a campaign. It's a full season thing. So you got two good games from Tremaine, and I know he he left a little early due to cramping and stuff like that with the humidity down there. But but dude, look, and I did the count. I'm a I'm a I got the body count segment coming up on the chop up this weekend. Okay, I got the body count segment. Well, don't give it away. It. I'm not. Don't I'm just saying for the season though. He he's already making people eat their words. Like I said, it's going down all year. Y'all gonna all y'all gonna hear is me talk about how dope Tremaine is. I'm here for it. I mean, I'm legit here for it. So uh, just because somebody was talking about star and we're talking about the defense, this is the Bills injury report for today. Cole Beasley, veteran rest day. Gabriel Davis still dealing with that ankle. Gabe Davis, I don't think, played in that football game on Sunday. I don't remember seeing him on the field. I could be wrong. Edmonds, heat illness, which is interesting. So he is apparently still struggling from whatever happened on Sunday. Hughes, veteran rest day. Micah Hyde, neck limited. Dane Jackson, knee limited. Starla Tulele, groin. This is a new injury. Little concerning. F.A. Obata calf, full practice. Levi Wallace, knee, full practice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little concerning about, about Star. It seems like this season coming into it, having a year off absolutely plays a factor in your health and, and your game readiness. Um, well, you Fina, know, and it, Fina went as far to call him Hayward. Fina said that had they not been double and triple teaming Star Latulale in that football game, that he would have been doing Cam Hayward things that he would have been losing his. And there was a couple plays where he was right in Jacoby Brissett's mind, oh, yeah. like lap. No, like, I believe right it. I think lap. Star the, the so the way he the way he changed his body over the offseason. I know some of us were looking at it like, okay, maybe this might not be a good thing. And and I understand why we did. But now seeing how quick he is and how strong he is. Look, he can absolutely wreck some havoc. The thing is, again, taking a full year off like that, yeah, he's in shape. He works out. But being in game shape and being in shape is two different things. Right. So now you're seeing where he's getting groin injuries. He had a hamstring pull. So, you know, you're getting these injuries, these soft tissue injuries that typically are a result of not being in proper game shape. Yeah. And he's older. He's not he's not um he's not star. I mean, he's not a uh, Ed at this point. You know, he's not in his early 20s. So this guy has to get back in game shape. But I'm telling you, it's going to be scary when he's when he's just 100 percent with it. It's going to be gonna, scary, man. It's going to be scary when this whole team is firing on all cylinders. I mean, I, I hope this defense can keep up what they're doing. I the role that they have and the rotation and all that. Go ahead. Oh, uh, so. Ahmed said, I think the defense is way more aggressive. I think Leslie finally got the guys to to do play aggressively. Um, everybody looks like they know what to do and where they are supposed to be. And that's the that's the thing about consistency. You got guys that's playing on the same team now for f- four years together, three right. years together. Um, and yeah, you have the exception with, of a few guys here and there because you got some rookies and you got some mm-hmm. guys that, add, that they added last season. But for the most part, you got guys that know each other. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer talked about it a lot, how it was just like, well, no, the communication is just there. I can look over and 
I know what Jordan's thinking, and it is what yep. it is. Yep. That matters. And now these guys are playing so fast. These guys are, man, it's exciting to watch. Continuity is an interesting word. Chris Jenke likes to say it all the time that I did an entire pod uh, on overreaction about continuity. We're not going to talk about it tonight in this show or today if you're listening during the daytime. However, if the Buffalo Bills offense comes out this week against the Washington football team and lays an egg, you and I are going to have a long conversation next week about continuity. Deal? Bet. Got it. Perfect. And you know, I I, I do I do deals or bets when I know I'm a win. Just throwing that out there. Just <laughs> just throwing that one out there. Because <laughs> there is no reason for whatever is uh, looming over or holding down or holding back the Bills' offense. There's no reason with when you look at who is in that room, the coaching staff, the offense, the quarterback, everything. It's it's you're beginning to look at outside factors. There's got to be outside factors that are causing that offense to not be able to find what it was in 2020. We'll just tease it like that. So hopefully Josh Allen will come out laser focused like he was on the bench when it was 35 nothing and somebody looked like they kicked his dog or he looked like somebody kicked his dog and he comes out and just destroys this Washington football team. I love that though. Right, right. A lot of people don't. And and the reality it. it's it's hmm, how do I want to say it? It goes back to kind of what you said in the presser about his presser. And we're back on Josh Allen. I'm sorry, everybody. He's the face of the franchise. It is what it is. Um, you want him to be always, be, you want him to always be up. However, you also want him to be the most critical person because if the guys find, in my opinion, that he's most critical about himself, when he criticizes them, they're going to receive it versus those quarterbacks that never own their mistakes and then bark and yell at other people. Does that make sense? Like if the guys know he, the hardest person he's on is himself when he goes to correct somebody else, whether it's during the week or on the sideline or whatever, they're going to take that much better. Cause it won't be a, you're talking to me. Have you seen what you've been doing out on the field? Because for him, he has been seeing what he's been doing out on the field. Right. Yeah. And he's been owning it. So. Yeah. I'm with you. I just, um, I love it personally seeing him, you know, you know, we're winning 35, nothing. The, the time is running out on the clock and he's sitting there, like you said, like somebody stole his puppy. The, <laughs> the reason why I love it is because it's like, look, he knows, yeah, we won this game, but it's not about just winning. It's about how you win. It's about how you perform. Yeah. It's a team game yep, and we yep. take this W, but when you're a championship contender and you feel like you're a championship or Super Bowl contender, you're not supposed to win games like that. Mm. Now, granted, mm. you want to win with your defense, but for Josh, I'm supposed to be an MVP. I'm supposed to lead my team to the Super Bowl. I shouldn't be winning a game with two touchdowns, one interception, and 179 yards passing on probably right around 52% pass. I, I can't remember yeah. exactly what the percentage was. Right. It was, yeah, low. You don't, you don't, that's not a game for an MVP runner up. That's not what you want. But, so for but at him, the end of the day, do you care? If the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl this year and Josh does not get a single MVP vote, do you care? Yes. I do not. I do for this reason. Think about. He's 24. Okay, the, He's got 12 years to win an MVP. I understand. I'm not. Well, no, not necessarily the MVP. I, I could care less about him winning MVP. I'm saying his performance to the Super Bowl. Like wait, wait, on wait, the wait, way wait. there. Richard Rush says, "Holy shit, Josh has played iffy ever since I bought that Allen shirt I wore at practice. Burn it." <laughs> <laughs> well, Allen, the thing is, the amount of money that we've given him now, if he's going to be 2019 Josh, and we're going to win the Super Bowl with 2019 Josh, we don't need to pay him that money, and we could 
even further strengthen our offensive line or our he's defense. Never, we can get a running back. We can. He's not. No, gonna, I'm not saying he is. He's I'm not, not saying remain, that. He, but he's not going to remain for the next 12 years. He's not going to be 2020, 2019 Josh. Well, I mean, we hope not. I don't. We I hope just not. Let's do this. No, I don't we're, see it. We're, I don't I, see it. But but wait, I mean, I don't see it either. But but the thing is, it's still yet to be seen for him to do what he did last year again. So we have to like the thing is he's been more consistent being fifty percent, fifty eight percent than he has been being sixty eight percent. Right. So we right. have to like so the thing is right now I got two years of him being yeah and one year of him being yeah. So I need to see another year of yeah before I, I'm consistent. <laughs> you've, you've got one year of him being like, could you stop running the football because he was a glorified running back? You've got one year uh, the next year nineteen of him being meh, and then you got twenty twenty. It wasn't yeah. It was holy shit. Who's this guy? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, but you know, I was my sorry, my uh, my excitement levels today, my energy, Get it up, bro. Come on, it's only for Tremaine. I save all my energy for Tremaine right now, but but no, I mean, no, but I mean, I just I think Josh is, I don't think he's gonna regret, you know, like I'm not that yeah, guy, yeah. I, I think Josh is who he is. I, I'm just saying, though, he still has to show and prove. That's why we play the game every week. We're short on time tonight because you've got you've got uh, uh, what's Another, a commitment yeah. at, at 10 o'clock, somewhere around 10 o'clock, so. I, I do want to hit the running back one conversation in Zach Moss because what I wanted to come back to is Zach Moss. We can talk about this for just a couple minutes. I want to hear your thoughts. Zach Moss said, I knew if I didn't get it in, they were going to throw it, which is interesting to me that these guys are these two running backs because they talk. They're in the room together. I promise you the running backs coach is telling them, if you get the ball inside the 10 and you don't hit that goal line, you ain't getting another chance. Yeah. Because either no Josh is going to run it or Josh <laughs> is going to throw it. Yeah, this ain't no three times you're down there on the on the four-yard line, first and three, and you get three handoffs. No, no, nope. no. That's not the nope. offense. You get your shot. And if you don't get it in there, all right, just go ahead and, and watch Josh celebrate, man, because that's what's that's about right. to happen. That's right. Josh will be doing the. But I love it. I love it. It gives those guys a different level of motivation. And you saw the effort that he had down there. Both touchdowns. He fought for those yards. Oh, my gosh, and, yes. And, you know. Look, those guys, they know. Look, I gotta I gotta eat when I can eat, because if not, you know, Josh gonna keep getting fat and Diggs is gonna get fat and I'm gonna be sitting here wanting the ball. So, so no, running yeah. running back one, running back two. I, I I don't you're not gonna like my answer. I'm in the Devin Singletary camp. Well, I don't dislike that. I don't dislike that. I think I think from what I've seen so far in the season, Devin Singletary is what we would consider RB one. Yeah. The thing is, from what we've seen so far. I don't think we have an RB one, you know, and I know Bills fans won't like that because we're supposed to just love every, and I do love my guys. I love both of them, but yeah, yeah. you know, it's still, it's still just a thing to me. Like, yeah, Devin ripped off that. Um, what was it? A 45 or 46 yard touchdown. 46, 46 yard touchdown. And by the way, Emmanuel Sanders had an amazing block. I don't know if you caught he that. Did. He, he went to did. block a guy and that guy was already blocked. So he went and found somebody else. And by blocking that dude, it sprung Singletary to the end zone. And that's work. That's put in work right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but when you look at that and you take that one big chunk play out and then look at the rest of his day, his day wasn't uber impressive. It, it wasn't one of those things where you're like, oh my God, holy smokes. He had a great day. That one run absolutely helped out his, his stats. Aside from that, it does it same thing like I said last year. It just seems like when you're looking at at and I know there wasn't a critical moment during the game technically in the second half because we're up right, by right. 28 points, but it, it just seems like when they're trying to run the clock down or when they're trying to do something important, it's Zach Moss with the ball. That, that's, that's just what it seems like to me. Yeah. He, and he had a fumble. 
Yeah. But it still seemed like at the end of the game, it was Zach. So my dad, my dad texted me when he fumbled and said, that's it. Moss is done. And I was like, Ugh. and it hurt. It hurt my heart. Cause I love Zach Moss. And I was just like, man, because I was on the fence. I was like, you might be right, but I believe he redeemed himself because both of those runs were effort runs big mm-hmm. time. Like dare I say that is the first time since he's been a Buffalo bill that we've seen him make guys make business decisions because the one dude hurt himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to ask this because um, in the comments they're saying Fina was saying getting three yes. to four yards on the run is a win. How do you feel about that? Uh, yes, we talked about that because I asked him the question about the Bills and they did it a lot in this football game about just smashing the ball into the line of scrimmage forward, straight forward. So it's a question I've always wondered why, because the Bills have done it forever. Why do we just s- smash the ball into the line, like right into the back of the center? Like, <laughs> That's the game plan. Are we trying to soften up the defense? Is there something to this? Is it, are we setting up something later? And Fina said, well, first of all, you know, what's the quickest way to get three yards? And I was like a straight line. He goes, that's why he said. Now the fact that they're not executing the play is different. He said, however, when you run a play, when you run a run play, he said, he asked me, what are you expecting? I said, if I'm running a run player, I call a run play. I'm expecting three yards. He goes, exactly. He goes, if you can get three yards from a run, Three to four yards, that's a win. So that's what his point is. I think Fina was saying getting three to four yards in a run is a win. That's what that Fina was saying. Yeah, and Fina is a genius, so I'm not going to disagree with that. I just, <laughs> I just have, uh, I guess for me, I just have more expectations out of out of what. And and it is what partly in, in, in fact. Going, I got. Oh, I blocked it already. Oh, yeah, I blocked yeah, already. You demand. Um, you demand. But it's partly in in reason because I think as a Bills fan we haven't been spoiled with great quarterback play or we haven't been spoiled with a lot of different things at throughout the years but one thing we have been spoiled with has been fantastic running back play and I just yeah yeah we got the offense now like it will hopefully you know we got Josh and we got Diggs but man could you imagine if this offense was like four years early and we had Shady with this Mm. team Mm. Like when Shady was Shady. I mean, I just, just can you just think of that, or or even, and I get now I'm going back, but even he didn't. Um, like the, my the, man, the influence that he has on Josh Allen in this moment, if it's if it's uh, prime Shady, is totally different man. because Shady is saying, first of all, I'm the guy that can take this game over if you're struggling. So Josh, you got me. And oh, by the way. I'm just as good at running routes and after the catch as Stefan. So you're going to throw me the screen. And that was the part we haven't talked about, about that football game. And we need to move on to the Washington game. They ran the screen. Finally, we got to see them run the screen and it was effective. It worked as far as the screen mm-hmm. plays that they ran. So, but yes, to your point, like to get that guy and it might be, we might be in a situation this year where they go to Bruce's and everybody else's dismay. They go running back round one or two. <laughs> and spent a lot of draft resources or capital there. And then, and then, last thing on on that point, um, I, I also like so. Like I said, I'm not going to disagree with John Fina because he's played in the league. He knows what he's talking about. I just, for me, I just when I think of an RB one, uh, to me, averaging three yards a carry, oh, it's just sure. not an RB one. No, so for sure. when I when I made the statement earlier that I don't think we have an RB one on this team, that's what I'm talking about. But it's a win if you're getting three to four yards a pop and you're moving the ball and you're moving chains and you know. Yeah, but but I for want con- somebody that, you know. Yeah, for context, he wasn't saying that. He was just, it was more about the expectation. If you're running straight up the middle, like fullback, not fullback dive, running back dive plays, which the Bills ran a bunch on Sunday. They ran running back dive plays. What do you expect? It's the fastest way to get yards is in a straight line. 
And if you get three to four, it's a win. But yes, to your point, I mean, obviously that's why they run, you know, pulling guard plays and pulling center plays and they run all that you know other stuff this off tackle plays and sweeps and stretch plays and yada 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 to get more stuff but it is what it is so this week washington football game and we're running out of time so i'm talking even faster than normal which is not good because i'm from new york and i talk really fast yeah what are you more worried about obviously i'm going to tell you or i'm going to guess it's the defensive line chase young montez sweat however you baited me with a text this morning about just heineke Mm-hmm. So where are you at in this conversation between those two with the Washington football? I think for me, the defense is going to probably show Heineke some things he hasn't seen in his life. And then the Washington defense is concerning. I would agree with that. I, like I, I agree first about Heineke and the defense. Like, yeah, our team is going to show him some stuff that like, okay, welcome to the league for real, man. Like you, you were the, the COVID emergency quarterback. Then you was the, back up and now you okay you got it welcome to the league like we're going to show you what it's really like being the starting quarterback for an nfl franchise however i was in the camp and i, I know you remember from when we did our um our season predictions early yep. on i think in yep. may or whatever i said this game was not going to be as easy as people thought and i was also in the camp that i thought fitz probably shouldn't have won a starting job so I think the right man for the job is actually in at starting quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's due to injury. But I think, and we saw this last week, Taylor Heineke looks, he, he doesn't look like a franchise guy. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's going to tear the NFL apart. Right. But he right. looks darn good. He looks really good. And they have weapons on offense. They have good running backs. They have a very good tight end. They have great receivers. An incredible receiver. So uh, all I'm saying is, I, I get that we're feeling ourselves as as fans. Look, don't don't go into this game thinking it's about to just be like the, like Miami Part Two, where we're just like giving donuts to teams every week. Yeah, but when you say that, I didn't think that way about Miami before the game. I was legitimately concerned about that football game, divisional opponent. Opponent, you, you, as much as Josh Allen's five and one. And I, I don't remember McDermott's number, but Flores is 0-4. At some point in time, what, what the Patriots did to the Bills for 22 years is not normal. Whatever mm-hmm. it was, 19 and 3. That's not that's not normal. That doesn't happen. I was nervous about that Dolphins game because at some point in time, just because of matchups, because of familiarity, because you play them twice a year, every single freaking year. Law of averages. <laughs> Law of averages. It's going to happen. They're going to co- come up and kick you in the face, right? I don't. I yeah. mean, I wasn't worried about that. I thought the game would be close or closer. I didn't think, you know, I wasn't worried about the game. Brian Van Vliet thought it was going to be sneaky. Brian Van Vliet thought it was going to be 35 nothing. He predicted yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a perfect take. I like that one. I follow, I was following him anyway, but that one made me follow and listen to his pod. Like I actually went right. and listened to his pod. Right, like, right, right. Great, great take, man. Uh, but, but no, I just think, um, like I said, I, I've early in the offseason, I said Washington was going to be a better team than what most people give them credit for or yeah, think yeah. they're going to be. Yeah. And I still feel that way. I think based on what we've seen as far as injuries and um, just some other things, the way teams are playing against Chase, teams are really trying to put Chase, you know, they're, they're trying to make it difficult for him to do what he does best. Mm-hmm. I think the Buffalo Bills will have a good game plan going into it. And to everybody's point, I think Josh has the game this week. I think this is the week where Josh comes out like, okay, you know what? Damn this. I'm tired of this BS. 
let me go ahead and just lay the smack down show these boys who the dad is because i just left my other kids now i'm about to go to the nfc kids josh got kids everywhere all over the country he about to do some things so y'all need to start checking that child support matter of fact Brittany, we need to check child support because josh got all these kids all around the country we got it and then and then my man tremaine is about to catch bodies so you already know we got to see something say something and we got to check josh on this on this child support stuff man because it's getting ridiculous and he got he making way more money way that's, more money that's amazing i love it um i guess my concern uh <laughs> dale sure says i guess you got to be drunk to make great predictions well he nailed it i don't know what I, I i mean that the sample size is small <laughs> we have one for one and he nailed it um the, i guess for me as it pertains to this football game and Josh, you know, losing his mind. It's going to be interesting to me to see what the, the Washington football team does. Are they going to blitz a lot, which is what they do? Or are they going to just rely on Montez Sweat and Chase Young, former Ohio State Buckeye Chase Young, and drop all those guys back into coverage? And are they going to start, are teams going to, are we about to see this offense for the Buffalo Bills morph, I guess is the question. Is it going to morph into something where they're going to have to start doing something to beat what defenses are doing to them and then return? And then obviously once those linebackers come forward and those safeties come forward to stop whatever it is, then we're going to see Josh start doing what Josh does. It's very much a chess match, a dog and pony show. I don't know what you want to call it that we used to see from Brady. Brady was the guy that would morph. Brady was the guy that would come out, stand in the pocket for a week and throw darts all over the football field. And then when we had the cold front, and it was like, oh, we got Tom Brady this year because he ain't going to have time to stand back there and, and like forever and, and hit his receivers. All of a sudden, the dude's getting the ball out in a second and a half. <laughs> all over the field. Like He's like, oh, yeah? Want, watch this. Like, Are we about to see the, the – I'm ready to see the Bills' offense morph. And that's my question. What is the Washington defense going to do, and how is the Bills' offense going to respond? Well, my prediction this week is that the that the Bills offense is going to come out and, and just I feel like, again, he's that picture that we saw. And actually, somebody just tagged me in it. I wish I could. Let me see if I could share it real quick. But it, Josh is pissed, man. And oh, yeah. I, I think I think it's one of those things now where it's like, all right, I'm, I'm you know, y'all want it. This is it. When you when you see this, oh, when yeah. you see this face, that's that's not. <laughs> and look at the score. Look at the score right there. If if dad, if dad looks at you like that, it's a problem. That's a problem. So when, when you see that, man, I'm telling you, uh, watch out. And 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 again, that was with a 35 to nothing score. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no. They, they don't want to see these boys. Game predictions. So everybody in the chat, what do you got for a game prediction? Final score prediction for this football game. Where are you at on this, Chase Spence? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 24 to 13. It's funny how our expectations for the Bills offense have come down a little bit. So first week one on time to shine, everybody was in the 30s to high 30s. And then it was like, oh, the Bills didn't score that many points. And Josh Allen didn't look good. Describe for me, define for me how the Bills get to 24 to 13. Uh, well, I'm going to go with, I know we're not at the point where I'm giving my Josh uh, stat line, but no. it's part of it. So uh, Josh, I feel Josh is going to have, uh, a, a three touchdown game nice and then we're gonna have a, a, a pretty long field goal um i don't think we're gonna get a touchdown on the ground unless it's a run by josh so if it's two through the air and one on the ground for him but i think again this is this is one of the games where josh comes out and 
it might not be the highest scoring as far as like, okay, we're 42 points, 35 points, but I think Josh is going to have a day and I think it's going to look a lot like it did last year where the running game won't, because to me, the running game still hasn't been as effective as we want it to be. Right. So I think, I think Washington does a pretty good job at that. And I think the run game is going to kind of, it's going to look a little lethargic this week. And I think Josh is going to be that guy that, that we've been waiting for him to be. Matthew Massaro in the midst in the in the middle of all of the game predictions that are coming through in the chat section. Uh, there's another one uh, says that McLaurin might have a solid game if if Heineke throws at Tre'Davious White. I, I said that to Fina on Monday. How were the coaches not slapping Brissett in the side of the helmet? Like they're starting CB two, who's barely at least has shown has been a barely C, barely a CB two in the NFL is out. Dane Jackson is in. Stop throwing at Tredavious White. He threw at Tredavious White the whole game, and it got him. Uh, Dane didn't look bad. Like there no, was Dane a reason why they weren't throwing it today, because <laughs> Dane was in position. So yeah, it was Dane one of those things where it's like, look, we got to throw it. We're, and so they were. They thought they had a, a matchup over there against Trey, but you know. My, so for me, this football, I don't even know what to predict because Josh Allen. We watch it. You and I were on this freaking show. I think maybe, maybe not. I don't remember. I. I, I I had said after the Cardinals game that the Bills had the, I think it was on the overreaction show, the Bills had the potential to run the table, and they did. And they did it against amazing defenses. As much as I want the defenses, the good defenses to scare me, the Bills have shown a propensity and ability to overcome whoever it is that they're playing. I want to see the Bills in that 40-point area, right? So I want to see the Bills at 42, 40, 42, somewhere around there. I just need to see him find his groove. I need to see Dable help him to find his groove. So I don't know. I don't even know what to predict score-wise. So as much as you're at 24, I think it's going to be better than that. I think the Bills potentially have a defensive touchdown this weekend, which is going to help mm -hmm. the offense. So give me 37, 38, I think, probably to somewhere around 21, 24. So probably is probably my score prediction. Josh Allen, I think, is going to have over 300 yards, probably 320, 325. Um, and, and he'll account for a couple touchdowns. Might have another interception. I still, I'm not sure he's going to be all the way back, but he'll probably have another interception, but probably account for three touchdowns. Can I just, before we get out of here, because I, I know, like I said, it's a, but Matthew says, and special teams would determine the game. Can I, can I just ask for everybody who um, wanted my man, Taiwan Jones, to get cut? Can I just oh ask for gosh, what everybody to sign? And, and And I'm not even talking about the fumble recovery. Uh, but can we, if you actually look at what Taiwan Jones has done, can we please get an apology form made up for this guy? Because Taiwan Jones, it, it, the same way I was last year with Andre Roberts, you don't freaking cut the best or second best gunner in the league. And I don't know what's happening to where now fans don't value special teams. Right. I don't know where this started, when it started and how it started. But damn it, you value the best or second best gunner in the league. I don't, I don't understand what's happening. But can we? I'm, I might have to just make one of those up and, and try to get that out there because Taiwan Jones, man, he did the damn thing. He did for sure. He had a he had a fantastic game, ladies and gentlemen. You have been watching and listening to the Humpty Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network, brought to you by the Market Dominator, my good guy John Spascheck. Call John if you're looking to buy or sell a home at 716-570-3298. You can also reach him at email or on his email at youreletebroker at gmail.com. But uh, dude, this is always fun, and it's it's. Can I just say that first first of all, as 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 like time is completely wound down, we're at negative time now. Our viewers and comment people 
are freaking awesome. So thank you for riding with us, right? All of you that are in the comment section, all of you that, that pay attention to this show, my family <laughs> who shows up every Shout single out to week. Mom and Jamie. Shout but, out to Mom and Jamie. And Uncle Dale. My Uncle Dale's in the chat <laughs> too. Dale. But but all of you guys are our family. We very much greatly appreciate all of you being a part of the show and just chiming in and commenting and, and just making that space fantastically great. We just got a huge super chat. I got a, so we're gonna have to back up. So oh, there we good. go. Oh, <laughs> Matt Massaro just Josh says thanks. <laughs> just says thanks, fellas. Uh, bro, thank you for the super chat. And uh, thank you, uh, Matthew, for just, again, just like with everybody else, just for being a part of this show, helping helping what we do be fun. Because if it was just Jay Spence and I, we would still have fun, but it would nowhere be close to the fun yeah, that it no, is. This is awesome. This is clutch. This is clutch. I feel like I have a, a, a big family now, you know, like. Right. You know, every week I look forward to seeing Rich Richard Rush in the comments and seeing Chris Jankey, uh, yeah. the real Chris Janky and yeah. Robbie and you know Daniel and just everybody and, in the comments. You know, yeah. um, T. Estelle so, and Matthew and yeah, you yeah. Said Robbie, and we're gonna yeah. miss people. Yeah, we're gonna miss people. Ryan so Bowers. I don't want to get into the. I <clears throat> yeah. always I always do this. I fall down that rabbit hole and start mentioning <laughs> names and then I forget and I feel horribly. So Am but everybody Amanda, that's in here, everybody, yeah. I love you. Yeah, Amanda, Kristen, now you know all the babes that have started to kind of get involved and and jump in. Just everybody. I just love every week. I look forward to um you know the code of conduct to the hump day hotline now to chop up and i look forward to watching your show because same thing the comments i try not to comment as much when i watch other people's shows uh but i like to watch and i see the love and i just see the energy the season that we're you know that we're gonna take and dude i, I just love it man i've been waiting yeah. for this i'm the same 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 and I, i'm just looking at matthew Massaro's super chat 17 dollars 17 so which that's is, what i said for josh yeah which is the right number yeah no i know you said yeah. that so I, when you said that i looked at it I was like oh yeah that was josh so yeah it's just the right number <laughs> so yeah ladies and gentlemen hump day hotline buffalo rumblings market dominator we love you guys i'm joe miller you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired make sure you catch my show the time to shine it might be at 10 o'clock this week because i might have a commitment earlier in the day earlier earlier in the evening but time to shine uh saturday evening either 8 or 10 and then the overreaction post game show at 9 and you've got what we got the chop up at nine on at Saturday nine, at nine, at so nine you're, p.m. Eastern. So yeah, do not miss any of that. But uh, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Joe Miller, Jay Spencer King, go Bills, go Bills. Mm -hmm.